0: Scriptures for this morning and be coming again, once again, from Habakkuk, the second chapter, one through four verses. But before I go into the scriptures this morning, I just want to take a few minutes and summarize what took place in the first chapter the first chapter simply says and Habakkuk was saying to God why have you unleashed the evil ones on us why have you launched an attack against us or we your people? But God went on to tell him that it was for a reason. Now the scriptures I read for you again. But this time what I will do is read Habakkuk the second chapter, first through four again, but in the King James Version. Amen. So stay with me. And I did that for the sake of there are a couple words in there that we may not really catch right off about the meaning of them. There's only a couple words in that scripture this morning. Habakkuk says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. New King James Version says, ramparts. And I will watch to see. What he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. New King James Version says, Corrected. They both mean the same. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables. The New King James Version says, Tablets. All of these are the same. That he may run that readeth it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. But the just shall live by faith. That's the topic of my message this morning. The just shall live by his faith. And the Lord would have me to add, to interject a quote Be silent before him. Bended Knees Gets God's Attention. Bended Knees Gets God's Attention. So we launch this message out this morning by doing a cap of the first chapter. Habakkuk begins this book, the first chapter, with a full-blown complaint. And he is crying out to God, letting God know that the things that are going on in the land simply are not fair. So God intervenes and say to Habakkuk, behold, or look, you are among the heathens, and they are going to be acting up and stirring up much trouble. But while they are doing all of the above, while they are raging, something's about to take place, and you're going to find it hard to believe. I'm about to raise up the Babylonians to punish you, so you might as well brace yourself because it's going to get real ugly. It's going to get real ugly. Now how many of us this morning can attest to the fact that we want something done to our enemies? Christian or non-Christian? We want every heat-seeking missile God can send downrange their way. But God is too awesome. He's too sovereign. He's too powerful. If he did do what we asked him to do, there'll be much devastation in the land. But what God does, and I like the way God does do things, he will bring the heat. And then after the heat has come, he will make everything all right. When the heat comes, the heat comes for a reason. And the heat comes to test and try us. When it comes to test and try us, then that's the proof that we are true believers. The just shall live by faith. When I came over to this side, and I began to walk with the Lord, well over 30 plus years now, I found out a few things, and I'm yet finding out more things, because God is still sending the heat. So if you're here for a ride, an easy ride, a ride laying back in the flowery beds of ease, Think twice. But also at the same time, know that God's got your back. He's got your back because why would a good God like the God we serve, why would he devastate us and leave us hanging? Why would he? But sometimes when he comes, it almost, it almost leaves us hanging, but he comes with something with a purpose in mind. He comes with something that's going to help us, heal us, make us whole again. You see, in the natural war, after much devastation is brought, Then comes the recovery team. Then comes the crew to clean up what's been messed up. And before coming over here on this side, I was messed up. Even in my moral ways, morally good ways, I should say, I found out later years and I accept the fact that I was messed up so I say I think I'm going to stay for the ride when I knew that God was going to come and he was going to bless the mess but at the same time while blessing the mess he's going to clean up the mess and he's going to keep it moving Whether you're here tonight or this morning, and you haven't received any heat yet, just keep on living. It's going to come. And the more it comes now that I've been with the Lord these X amount of years, which are just a drop in the bucket in His eyesight, I invite it because... It's making me better. Will you this morning invite him to make you better? He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to harm you. He's not going to take your life from you. You might lose some things along the way. But at the same time, God is working it all out for you. You are his favorite. So be encouraged this morning and know that God has got your back. Habakkuk asked God why the wicked Babylonians and Judah were not punished for their sin. He could not understand why just God would allow such an evil to exist. Habakkuk cried out for answers in the time of struggle. God answered him with words of hope. Sometimes that hope is deferred. It doesn't matter how many times you pray to undo it. It will be deferred so that God can get the glory out of what he's seeking to accomplish in your life. He does not work it the way we want it, but he works it all for good. And that good includes us. We're first on the list. Amen? Now, let me back up just a little bit and talk about this deferment. This deferment does not mean that God did not hear you. This deferment means that God has a vision for your life. And if you catch the vision of what God has for your life, then you'll know what his purpose is. Here I am, 58 years old. Thank God for life. Almost 59, but it's not till next year. Thank God for these 58 years that I'm starting to learn and I'm starting to find out more and more of what his purpose is for my life. You can live from the crib to the grave and not know what your purpose is. And God, when you're over on this side, God has a purpose for you that you have probably never even seen or imagined yet. Deacon McKay, Deacon Bell, Deacon Brownie. long as you are still alive, long as we are still alive, God has an intended purpose for what we are to receive from him and this life he's grac- so graciously blessed us with. He's blessed us so much so that we don't even know how to act. Sometimes we get a little bit, a little uh, beside ourselves, and we act up sometimes. But God is still good. He's still good to the point where He say, "Okay, I'm gonna let it go for just a little while longer." but then I'm going to come and I'm going to bring a little heat. The heat will only make you better. So don't be afraid of it. And God brought something to my mind so vividly this summer when I traveled with my daughter to the Nationals Junior Olympics in Michigan. It was so hot. In that stadium. So hot. I thought Florida was hot. It was so hot in that stadium. I said to myself, Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Unless I go back, that I'm going to miss heaven. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Why would there be a way other than God's way? So I planted that in my mind. I say, thank you, God. That helped me. And I'll make sure as much as I can in this fleshly body that I don't go the other way. So I I encourage you, when you feel the heat, whether it be of the sun or otherwise, think twice. And I'm not saying that to be hard or be callous or anything like that. But I'm saying that that's one thing I can do or one thing we can do as a body is check ourselves at times. Live this life. Go through this life, but along the way, pick up something that is going to cause you to come back to your senses. That's if you went crazy. And if you, if, you, if you go crazy along the way, God has got a way to bring you back. With his love and arms stretched out, waiting for you to come into his open arms. As I told you earlier, I was messed up. And sometimes when we are messed up, we don't want to tell our story to somebody that may help. I may look all polished and cleaned up, served in the military 22 plus years. Along the way, I was messed up. You'll hear the rest of the story some other day. <laughs> so, hope deferred, in Proverbs 13 and 12, it says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. So God dealing with Habakkuk, he became silent. So Habakkuk can't do anything at this point, but humble himself and pray to God, which brings us to this point. When God is silent, there's nothing we can do either. But pray. When God is silent. He's given you more time to pray. And as we pray. God will turn it out. For good. Notice what I say. For good. You are included. In that good. So he's going to make a way for you. One of the greatest challenges in the life of a believer. Is. Is to wait, be patient, or to spend time in prayer. One of the greatest things you can do for your life, now that you still are living, is to engage in prayer and solitude. Prayer and solitude. Prayer and silence before God. A lot of us may not want to hear God's answer when we pray. So don't get scared about it. Go ahead and pray and watch God have his way. It's always always going to be for our good. So I encourage you to pray more. You can always tell... If a person really prays or not, it is mostly by what they talk about. Their conversation reveals their true feelings. Matthew 12 and 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, taste your words before you spit them out. God is waiting patiently to hear a passionate, fervent prayer that touches his heart. Living by faith requires one to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That abounding in the work is prayer, and the prayer does work. Whatever prayer you pray, just look to God to answer that prayer. Some way, somehow, he's going to answer it, whether it be yea or nay. He's going to bring it to its expected end. When believers pray, they will always stand when times are tough or when the odds are stacked against them. Because they know that there is a God who will answer. Again, I say prayer is work. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. So you have it. When you engage in prayer and use your faith, it always produces good things from the Lord. Good things from The Lord is Galatians 5 and 23, God's total package for your life. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. There's no law or no lawbreaker that can destroy this package because it's already set in stone for us, for we, the believer. Over the past year, I've been praying for something to change on the job. Here I am sitting doing the job of... Three people. My annual review last year was 80 to 100 and some documents processed. 80 to 100 and some thousand documents processed. Anybody that's in trouble in Polk County, at some point, their information is going to pass right before me. That's a lot of people, ain't it? People go to jail every day, every night, every morning, every evening. Amen. But I dare not reveal who I have seen. When it come, I say, that name, that name rings a bell. Let me just take a moment and pray. Take a moment and pray. Because that could have been me. And it could have been any of us. Amen. So we must remember to pray. Sometimes we let our integrity slip out of the bag. And we tell everything we see. God said, keep it to yourself. And the best you can do is pray. So my answer came just this past Tuesday. Now, get this. After praying almost two years about the same thing, I finally let it go. They called me in the office and they The manager and the supervisors, they say, Have a seat, Leroy. And I say, What's going on? (laughs) I know I was in the clear. I didn't have to worry about nothing. And they said, Help is on the way. And I say, I almost danced in that office. Because I say, God, you're so good. And let me tell you something. Back to this hope deferred. That hope deferred at one point. I became sick and tired. Sick and tired to the point I almost let it go. I say it to myself. I said, I've already retired once. just one push of the button I'll be gone but God held me there he held me there and he kept on passing those scriptures before me and I took heed and all I could just say to myself I just shake my head I said God you know (laughs) you know I was about gone I was about to throw in the towel because I'm not really pushing for a second retirement I'm just making my building my plan so when I do retire I can step into something that I like doing. Amen? So be encouraged today and know that God is with you. Now Last but not least, I have a soldier's story for you. I was stationed in Fort Lewis, Washington before I retired. And my team and I were selected for a high honor of competing worldwide, army-wide, I would say best field food service category and I got to the point while well, I was tired and I talked to my first sergeant and I said first sergeant I'm tired of this <laughs> what I say that for We you know how some first sergeants get First sergeant called me in the office, and we called it calling me on the carpet. Called me on the carpet, and he slowly eased it to me. He said, Sergeant Joe, he says, and he was speaking in a Hispanic voice. He said, Sergeant Joe, if you don't run and complete this competition, you'll never know what it's like to see it to the end. You'll never know what the end will produce if you give up now.